On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with John Rowan, the CEO of the Battlebox Group again. Uh, this time we talked all about TikTok. We talked about how it has now become their number one traffic source. After about a year of testing and figuring out what was working, it is now their number one traffic source. And we walked through the anatomy of what actually is working for them on TikTok. And it's going to absolutely surprise you guys. You are not going to want to miss this one. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included. You'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month and that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence but now that the facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns where do we go retention but it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns which we've seen all the time it requires actually having a system that increases the ltv of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time and hopefully even searing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I have on the show a good friend from the United States of America, all the way down in Atlanta, I believe. <laughs> I mean, I should know if, you know, if he really is a good friend. John Roman, uh, the CEO of the Battlebox Group. John, welcome back to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey, thanks. Thanks again for having me. I know we, we chat so often, but uh, we haven't done this. In totally. A while. So, and this is kind of how we got to know each other was you came on the podcast a this is a couple of years ago, probably before yeah. you guys had grown. I mean, you guys were still pretty big, but like this is right before I think the Netflix show had even gone on. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, it was early. We've, we've changed a lot or we haven't changed all. We've grown a lot since then. Um, but yeah, we friendship was started on this podcast and, and now you and I see each other a couple times a, uh, a month now in video, just talking shop. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't know you and who haven't listened to the first episode, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So Battlebox group consists of two entities, Battlebox and Carnivore Club. Battlebox is going to be both are subscription boxes, mystery centric. Battlebox is outdoor survival gear. So think stuff you would take if you went camping. Cool. And uh, price points range from 30 a month up to 160 a month. And surprisingly, and a lot of our success is because 40% of our base is in that highest 160 a month tier. Wow. Switching gears, Carnivore Club, not as large as, as Battlebox is, but it's monthly charcuterie so monthly artisanal meats think prosciutto think salamis sent out and we're in two regions canada and 
the U.S. And the reason they, they honestly function as two separate companies because we have to source the the Canadian meat in Canada in in the U.S. because we can't can't do the border crossing thing. No, no, we don't. We do not like American meat coming over the border. I don't know if I ever told you this, or I'm sure our listeners potentially in 300 and something episodes know about this. I'm sure I've talked about it, but my very first business was a Taco Del Mar restaurant. So it was like a Mexican chain restaurant. Yeah. And we used to bring all of our meat. It was a Seattle-based company. And so we would have to bring all of our meat over the border. And so a case of chicken in the States would cost about 55 bucks. And when we would bring it over the border, it was 140. That was the amount of duty that was on that chicken to come over. So needless to say, I was not able to make money in that business. Chicken was our number one filling, you know, our meat filling. <laughs> so I get the pain and understand why like you have to stick with Canadian meat and American meat. It's just there's we have horrible tax laws up here bringing anything back over the border. Yeah, for the past six, seven months, even not just food, Battle Box, we've been trying to officially launch in Canada. Now that we're Canadian owned, it's even more of a hot button for us to try to figure out. And it's a nightmare. We do not, for how easy it is for us to go in between our countries as people, like getting product across is is not as efficient. It's a massive pain point. So like Keep Nature Wild, one of the companies that, that we own, we barely do anything in Canada, right? Even being Canadians, because we know how difficult it is. Now, opposite, it's very easy for us to do business in the States, right? We have a $700, 700 or $800, I think even now, dollar amount that we can put over the border, that we can ship over the border without incurring duties um, for each customer. Whereas in the States, it's only $20 and then we have to pay a broker brokerage fee and all of this kind of stuff. So it makes buying from the States very difficult. So what we used to do before the pandemic started was, you know, so many cities are really close to the border. So we would just get stuff shipped to uh, agents right across the border, go over, grab gas, because gas is generally about half price. <laughs> and so grab gas, grab your packages, and then come back over the border. Whereas with COVID, we just haven't been able to do that. So just a little background for any sellers out there who are wondering uh, some of the nuances with shipping up to Canada and why it's so difficult. That is not what we're actually talking about today on the podcast. We're no. chatting... <laughs> I feel like John and I can go on these like rants like we were talking for like 15 minutes before this even started. So <laughs> so today my goal is really to keep us on track. <laughs> what we're actually going to be talking about today is organic TikTok ads. You guys are killing it, John, at BattleBox. And I think a lot of the credit goes to you and the strategy that you've done. Walk me through uh, some of the results first, and then I'd love to really dive in and, and get some super actionable steps on TikTok today. Sure. So yeah, so we were officially coining it the talking, which occurred last month. And it's this, it was this literally swap where all of a sudden, after a year of our team just grinding with not seeing the results we wanted in the short term, we finally had the the talking, which TikTok is now our number one lead source of, of new acquisition. And that's via both organic and and paid. So I'm going to be stopping you. you. You know how I am, John. Like yeah. I just, every time I hear, hear something interesting here, I really want us to get the point. And I, I already know a couple of these answers here. So first of all, how do you know that it's your number one source? How are you tracking that? Walk me through that. Sure. So in the world of post iOS hatred of figuring out where leads come from, we do a couple of things. One, we have some third-party apps that we use, Triple Whale, 
is one. Jordan, I know you Big got fan. you guys it as well. Yeah. Um, that helps. And then as silly as it is to say, we have a post-purchase survey. They really, it's one question. Now, after that question, there's some digging in and, and follow-up. But the main question is, how did you first, the first part is exclamation is all capital letters. How did you first hear about us? Yeah. And that's the question. And it has, we use Inquire for that. Very easy to use, pretty much plug and play for the most part. You put your options, it randomizes them every time. And, oh, I didn't uh, know that it randomized them. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if no commerce randomizes them as well. I mean, I, I'm going to have to ask them about that because that's very important mm-hmm. for people not to see the exact same. You know, if TikTok was the top choice every time, maybe there'd be a little bit of bias in there. Right. So it randomizes and, you know, we're looking at triple O, we're looking at inquire post-purchase survey, and then we're also looking at Google Analytics, you know, last, last click as well. So awesome. we're marrying all the data together to try to understand exactly what's occurring. And I know that you were you were talking a little bit about uh, what we chatted about during the mastermind, that you actually have a specific URL that you'll send them to from TikTok because you were having some challenges with the actual tracking. Yeah. So we were, for whatever reason, traffic, uh, at first we had just in our TikTok profile, you know, battlebox.com as the link. And we were, we weren't, for whatever reason, on the traffic going from the TikTok platform to our site, it, it wasn't really by itself tracking how we wanted it to from like- And a, you had a UTM, you had a UTM source and all of that kind of stuff on there. We did. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it wasn't capturing it consistently. So what we did is we have it going to battlebox.com slash TikTok now. And when they hit that, it's an auto forward back to battlebox.com with UTM parameters as well. Sweet. So it's not, it's adding those UTM parameters after it hits our site to ensure that we're getting full visibility on the track. Awesome. Awesome. That That's great. So clearly what percentage right now are you saying, what, what is this talking? You know, like what percentage of your actual traffic is coming from TikTok organic and paid now? So right now it's about 30% combined. <laughs> 30%. That is a massive amount of traffic that wasn't, you know, maybe wasn't there before or, you know, was coming from Facebook, Instagram, Google, whatever that was. Right. And so Facebook right now is 14%. Instagram is is nine. And then you've got the, the Netflix show in there too, I think, right? Yeah. So YouTube is actually our third spot right now. And we do Interesting. very little advertising on YouTube. We haven't ever been, been able to truly figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, we, we are blessed that we have this consistent organic show traffic, which currently accounts for about 9% of our new business. Wow. Um, so it, it's pretty cool that, you know, a year and a half afterwards, we're still having that consistent, you know, a couple hundred new customers that come a month because of the show. Wow. That's yeah, that that's really amazing. So let's talk strategy on TikTok because you guys have been at this for a while now. You know, you were really grinding it out, not really seeing the results at first. And I, I feel like the CEOs and CMOs that are listening to this right now who are trying to wrap their head around what this new traffic source actually looks like probably are feeling very empathetic towards that. That situation where it's like, what is working for brands? How do I actually do this for brands? Uh, can you walk me through some of your strategy? Sure. So, you know, we launched a little over a year ago. I, I believe February is when we, we had secured the TikTok, our handle before that, but we just hadn't done anything until almost February of last year. Yeah. And we didn't know what we were doing. And I still don't think we're experts, right? The algorithm is so complex, like it's no one's figured it out fully. Yeah. But we have some learnings that that we've applied moving forward. So starting off, we were just doing, you know, random videos talking about our product. And we were trying to also do videos based on 
the trends we were seeing on TikTok, uh, whether they're audio trends, nobody on our side is willing to dance. So, you know, that, that eliminates a large portion of the TikTok trends that we can really do that we're comfortable doing. But also you guys aren't, that's not your customer. No. I highly not. doubt any of your customers are going on and dancing on TikTok or care about the dances on TikTok unless they are in one of those rabbit holes of like, oh, I like this dance. This is cool. Right. So it's the algorithm is, is smart enough where it's it knows what our content is and it's showing it to the the right people. And I think it what's, what's crazy is we saw this age lift with TikTok where when it first started, it was it, teenagers, 20 year olds. Yeah. And now it's quickly in a very short order. It's moved all the way up to 40 year olds. Yeah. So it's the algo is very smart and it's it knows that our content is, isn't the dancing, but it knows that there's a major audience on the platform that doesn't want to see necessarily the dancing, wants to see some outdoor camping gear products. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do, what do these videos look like? Like, what does that strategy look like? And have you been able to figure out which one of these ones that are actually like popping off and actually turning, you know, from just awareness into actual customers? Sure. So every month we put out a, a, our battle box drop that we call it a mission. So mission 85 or whatever the current mission is, it's all four tiers. And we do a YouTube video. We have since almost the beginning, kind of just, it's a very long form, 25, 30 minute video going through each item. And then it'll, it'll cut to, you know, showing actual practical use, using it outside, et cetera. So we've had a lot of success taking specific items that are part of that review and just repurposing that video mm. and that specific product into a short, more digestible product review, if you will. Yeah. And in dropping those, we also have done a lot of product reviews, not from that. So we get a lot of samples, a lot of things we're thinking about putting in the box. Part of our internal process of deciding if it goes in the box is making sure it's up to, you know, the battle box standard to be included. So we use that opportunity to shoot some some additional footage that would traditionally be long form 10 minute video going going on YouTube and, and Facebook. We're, we're also shooting it in a way where we can chop it up and use also use it for TikTok. So we're repurposing a lot of our traditional content. Now, we're also mixing in funny stuff. Yeah, some comedy, some trends we're seeing. Uh, we posted today, not not an original thought. There's something where people are showing like their truck and saying, "Oh, my new ceramic coating I got is waterproof." And then they throw a a bottled water and it bounces off. Like just dumb humor, right? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Putting stuff like that in, and it it's a combination. And some are short, digestible, 10, 15 second. Now TikTok allows you know longer videos, so we've yeah. thrown a couple minute videos, two three minute videos, seeing how how they perform. What's the percentage that you're finding is working between fun kind of videos to get some engagement and ones that are a little bit more product centric? So we've actually seen the most success with the product review centric ones. From a third party or for or from your content creator? Uh, so us okay. literally either doing a product review on something that is in the box or not in the box. Yeah. And another piece that's worked is maybe instructional training on, hey, if you're outside and you're trying to set a fire, here's a way to do it, which is very on brand with us. Cool. Showing how to do some of the tips and tricks. So a combination of all that. We've also had funny stuff work too. Yeah. The one consistency it seems with the algorithm is that it's inconsistent <laughs> in the sense that if you follow this length, this type, this reaction, you know, funny point at this, you can literally completely have it, you know, mapped out and it'll work. And then you drop something that in theory should exact perform the exact same way and it doesn't. 
Yeah. So it, the important thing is the amount of content. I've seen some people say, I saw on my TikTok, Gary V say that, you know, you need to be posting four times a day. Yeah. You don't do four times a day. That's not possible. Well, but I think most have, brands out there are probably posting about four times a month right now and thinking that they're testing it, doing that. But that isn't enough. So four, exactly, four exactly. Times, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's somewhere in the middle. If you can do four times a day, go for it. I just don't, that's not reasonable for us being a, a business first, right? We're not influencers. We're a business that have social channels. So I, you know, we've tested and we now, for the most part, are posting daily, yeah. um, at least five to six days of the week. And, and that seems to have been our, our sweet spot. So personally, we've started at, at Upgrowth Commerce to do TikTok videos on everything e-com for sort of those, you know, high seven figure to eight figure store owners that are out there that I know are on TikTok now, right? Because we are. I'm on TikTok all the time and I'm like, okay, well, that's that's us. So I guess they're out there. Like, of course, they've everyone's on there, right? Um, and so I've started to post and it's incredible just having that consistency and now seeing videos go, and it's not huge, but comparatively to, to you know, YouTube where it's, you know, we're going to get 30 to 100 views, you know, we're getting 500 to 10,000 views on some of these videos. And it's like, holy cow, people are actually out there consuming this content. And this is, to me, you know, but this is more like boring business kind of content, right? But people are there wanting it. People want it. People are now at this point where they want to ingest their content via video, via being able to decide at the beginning, halfway or near the end, if they want the next piece. Yeah. And TikTok is, again, I, I let's see how many times I can talk about their algorithm, but it is bar none when it comes to understanding what the user really wants to see and quickly in a, in a short span getting that content curated well where you're literally being fed for the most part what you want to see yeah and it, it's very very quick learning like someone a friend of yours sends you a video that hasn't been on your feed and you look at it and watch it multiple times or decide to like it it's instantly being like okay slight pivot it also show them content of you know people yeah. falling on their chairs backwards and I, and I don't get how like the the algorithm is so smart that it knows the content right like you don't even have to have an incredible hashtag game is what I found like right you just put the content out there and it knows yeah yeah completely like the opposite of the the normal way hashtags work yeah like, the hashtag thing is really mainly searching because you can search by hashtag but people aren't searching by hashtag people are literally people aren't even for the most part Going to the uh, people they follow page, most users are staying on the FYP because they do such a great job curating it and showing Yeah, and that was something interesting that you had said. And this, this just goes to put out good content, right? That most people are actually finding you just on that main, what, what do you call it, the FYP page? Yeah, you FYP. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is in incredible, right? So you don't have to try to game the system. Gaming the system is creating freaking awesome content, right? right? Yeah. That's how you game the system. <laughs> And you know if you're putting out awesome content. You know if you're putting out good content. And if you consistently put it, does every every TikTok video perform well? I'm looking at the last five. We have one that we dropped less than an hour ago that is 14,000 views. So that's going to be one that, that might have yeah, ridiculous. It's got some staying power. The one before that yesterday's 5,000. The day before, 1,200. One before that, 7,300. The one before that, 59,000. Mm. It's hit or miss, but we're consistently doing it. And we also hit this weird point where there is that initial first few days, depending on how it does, first day to first four or five days, depending on its success, where you're getting this monumental lift if you're going to get it. But what we've seen are the past ones that let's say we got over 50,000 views on, we're still getting some daily views mm. on which 
And we now a year in of putting out a ridiculous amount of content on there. We're seeing our follower count slow and steady rise now. Now, of course, we hit a big video that gets a million views. We do see a little bit of an uptick that's noticeable. But for the first time a year in, we're seeing like a slow and steady increase in follower count because we have so much content at this point that people are viewing at different life cycles of, of their interaction with us, which is pretty cool. That's yeah, that that is super cool for the the CMO sort of geeks out there thinking about what this is actually worth, right? Think about what the CPM is that you're paying right now on Facebook, which is let's just call it 10 bucks if you're lucky, right? Maybe, maybe $10. I think in Canada, we can get $10 CPMs. And let's move that over to TikTok, right? So John has, you know, one video this last week, that's like 59,000 views of that, right? That's $590 of value that they've created. So think about posting daily, like, oh, is it worth it? Uh, Yes, incredibly worth it. That $590 of value that you just got from the platform is incredibly worthwhile for your marketing content creator, whatever it is, to continue to pump this good content out and then get one that's a million, right? And think about what that's worth. So as, as an example, one of the first videos that popped for us last year was, uh, it's called a GTFO bracelet. It's just a little bracelet and it has a little glass breaker on it. Oh yeah. So like yeah, yeah. A, a car window or car accident, you just literally pop it. That obviously appeals to a much larger audience than our traditional product, right? So because it appealed to such a larger mass, it got a lot of momentum very, very quickly. It literally was just a product review, talking about it, showing it. We broke a couple glass pieces, very simple, less than a minute video. And we ended up getting, I think, like 3 million views. We sold 2,400 of those in like a matter of two days. Insane. uh, It was at that point. So with that at the same level, though, our follower count probably shot up 30K in those days. It was like a big level. So it's, it's really interesting. And I know, I know we want to talk about TikTok here, but I think it's worth noting that YouTube right now and Instagram are both afraid of what TikTok's accomplishing. Yeah. And their algo on both of their equivalents, shorts and reels is nowhere near what TikTok's is at all. No, no, no. Poor job curating the user. Yeah. But because they're so, so nervous about what TikTok's accomplishing, they're putting so much value on their algorithm to, to reels and YouTube with shorts that it's allowing an opportunity because the content you're making on TikTok, as far as as far as the dimensions, as far as length for the most part, shorts, you can't you have to be less than a minute. But you can repurpose this this new content you're editing for those. And yeah. you know, you and I were talking about it. We were it took us seven years to get up to fifty, six thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yes. Like seven years. And in the last month we got to a hundred thousand subscribers. Just- yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up, John, because I was like, people need to hear this. And how much work is it for your marketing manager or whoever to do that? It was zero work because it's a couple minutes, right? Because you're scheduling, you're posting on TikTok, and then you're taking the same video and you're just going to YouTube Shorts and scheduling it there. Are you even taking the TikTok logo off? So we're, for the most part, not making it in platform so it doesn't have the logo. Oh, the okay, platform. gotcha. Yeah. We're importing it into TikTok. Now we, we can you have, share which which app you're using to make those? Don't know the answer. I mean, <laughs> we're just using the Adobe videos. Um, oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. So we're just, we're just using After Effects and Premiere. Adobe's got some really easy ones to use too that that are getting incredible at creating some of these videos too. Oh, I forget what the one it's called, but. Yeah, you can look up some of Adobe's products. John, I cannot believe how long we are here. We're just going to keep talking and talking and talking. So I'm going to I'm going to cut it there. 
People are going to have to follow your blog because this is where you actually go through what is working. I do have a couple more questions for you, but let's quickly plug the blog. Yeah. So onlinecaso.com, I I try to take any like actionable thing we're doing, both success, but also failure. Cool. And and kind of post and walk through the thought process, how we execute it. That uh, this week, I kind of did a write up of us making our CS department a profit center for the first time. I sent that to all of our companies right away and they were loving it. (laughs) But it's like, it's little things like that. I've journeyed maybe I think five or six entries over the past year of like us on TikTok. And the first few, like it's a much different conversation. You know, we're walking through what we were trying, what was working, what's not working. Yeah. Break down the analytics of specific videos. I mean, the, the thought process is the thing I love about kind of the community of e-com is people are willing to help each other, right? We don't all directly compete. Why not share some best practices and totally. keep the ideas going? Totally. John, I'm going to ask you, I'm not going to go uh, through our last three questions. We're just going to, we're just going to end on a bang here. John, what is your secret to scaling? Go, 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 go now immediately. So whenever you see, you and I were chatting about this before, when you see an opportunity, double down, triple down, don't wait around, don't fire, measure again afterwards, aim, fire, keep firing. Like when you find something scalable, TikTok, for example, we said, as soon as we saw the success, we leaned in very, very hard and we leaned in fast. We immediately that day, we doubled content, push the amount of content we were producing. It was like, it wasn't even negotiable. We have to go. Same with advertising. And yeah. you, know, it's you know, it's just as well, if not better than I do, when you, when you see like a piece of advertising working and it's getting the acceptable uh, CAC or ROAS you're looking for, like go, like yeah. don't think about it. Don't wonder, hey, do we have the budget to no. do this? If it's profitable, go. Yeah. Like scale and scale yeah. is- Find the budget. You get. Find the budget, figure it out. Because these opportunities, when they arise, like TikTok has today, it's a limited, limited time. Yeah. We're telling this is 2015 everybody, Facebook, right? Correct. Like, yeah, it's 2015 Facebook, it's 2018 Snapchat, maybe, but that was a very short lived yeah, yeah. time frame before that went back to whatever it even is now. Yeah, go. Yeah. Go, go, go. I think don't allow yourself to get the the uh, paralysis by analysis, right? Like yeah. you have to go, you have to go that day. Yeah. You can't go tomorrow. And I think everybody kind of like wants to be level-headed and think and strategize when you see success. Yeah, and put it by your board and and then vote on it and then vote on the vote. And (laughs) John, I am so with you. I, I have this, like the times that I get the most upset is when things are held up, right? Like when we're not, when we don't have the idea that action will always beat out in action every single time. John, this was awesome. Thanks so much for coming on again. For having me. Yeah. And thanks for letting me learn from you. This is just uh, great. Um, So one more time, where can people connect with you? I do a very poor job of Twitter, so I'm not even going to mention it. I think I'm on there. I suck at it. I'm on, honestly, LinkedIn the most. Yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, follow John there. I put my links to online queso on there. So if you find me on LinkedIn, I connect with just about everybody unless you're an annoying salesperson. <laughs> then I won't. Yeah, I'll, I'll me too. Re- re- report that I don't know you to hurt your, hurt your rating on there, maybe. Oh, thanks so much, John. Jordan, thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean 
so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.